Hi, I'm Mike Brandon, and I'm joined by Korean football expert David Spears, and as always, Dr. Colin Campbell. How are you guys? Good morning. I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing just fine. The beautiful, lovely day in South Korea this morning. Right. So, of course, we're here to preview the 2023 season and also talk about just how excited we are with all the movement that's taken place um, around the WA Stadium um, during the winter. But let's just recap about 2022. So Ansan obviously found themselves just above the bottom of the league after disastrous seasons from Busan and Jonnam. However, in the off-season, Jonnam have strengthened and actually they took one of our arguably key players of last year in Aznawi. That was a big uh, shock. And also, uh, Busan looked to potentially have improved. What what do you think about those two teams? And are they going to be certainly above Ansan this year and not have the same season they did last time? I think Chonam certainly will be. I would expect Chonam to be up in the playoff places, if not better. Um, I thought their season last season was kind of derailed a little bit with um, being in the Asian Champions League at the start. And they never really recovered from that. Busan, you can never tell with Busan. I mean, Busan should be a lot higher. They've got a much bigger budget, but they've underperformed for years. So who knows with Busan? And obviously, um, there was a new side last season in Gimpo, who Ansan should have expected to uh, finally have a team they could school. But even though they actually um, got the better of Gimpo in the in the head-to-head, Gimpo had a better season overall. There are a few new sides this season. Do you think Ansan are also going to struggle against the new teams? Um, I mean, I think, again, it's difficult to tell. The new teams are all new players. It depends on their budget and who they've brought in. I think Chonan should do quite well. Chonan have always had the sort of really good support, even within K3. Um, Chongju, I'm not so sure about. They've not really got the same support that Chonan has. Uh, week in, week out. Um, it depends how much money, I guess, that the, the city are throwing at the club, how well they do. But yeah, I think, as you said, um, established teams should hopefully do better than the newer teams. So I'd be looking for Ansan to be sort of above the two new teams and hopefully Gimpo as well. But we'll find out. Yeah, it'll. it seems like it will be a tough order. Uh, Ansan finishing in ninth, last year and Jonam last, but now obviously much stronger as they took one of our key players and his 1 million Twitter followers. Um, it's hard to see how with the lack of moves they made during the off season that they will do much better this year. It seems they made three moves, uh, but Kim Dae-young from Incheon United started his career 2012 uh, at the Samsung Blue Wings on loan from Sungjil University, but has then bounced around the third tier since uh, coming over from Incheon. Uh, Lee Sang-min, 26 years old, direct from the third tier Busan Transportation Corporation. It was a bit hard to dig up some information on them. And the 
even more unknown wild card from the second tier Brazilian Football League, Gabriel Honorio. I hope I'm saying his name right. But they're bringing in three forwards, so hopefully they're looking for some firepower up front as the 1.6 decent chances per game they averaged last season was quite lacking. Yeah, it's obviously the off-season moves are um, yeah, really significant this time as well. So, as you just put out, there's a lot of names which are actually difficult to research as well. And that's always that's always an alarming alarming point as well. Um, quite a few of the new the players they have brought in have dropped off the map a little bit. But I don't actually want to start downbeat, but I think it's really important just to highlight just who Ansan have actually lost over the winter usually Ansan lose a key player whether it be the likes of you know Jang Hyuk Jin or um Ian Jay etc there's always like a captain goes and like Kim Yeon Do and etc went last season etc but this time we've lost pretty much almost an entire first team Duarte is continuing to uh I think he's trying to play for as many Kaylee clubs as a uh, Spears has been to watch actually, and uh, so trying to one up you in a way that you <laughs> in the East Sang Min, our key playmaker, he's gone. Um, Che Gonju, we've watched him mature from a youth player all the way up to leaving us, and we've talked about Aznawi, but then Koiwazi, he was starting to become a bit of a fan favorite for his huffing and puffing in the midfield. Um, he failed to survive, and actually. Um, we have Kanhoto actually last year became the first Ansan play international player to have played across three separate seasons. And so it wasn't like there was a precedent that players don't last more than one or two years here, but that certainly happened. And just a few other players like Song Jingju, Kim Min Ho, and etc., they would be they played more than half or they half the season last season, anyway. All have gone so. For a team which was already struggling, that is a little bit alarming. So let's just turn, as Colin's already brought up, the, there's a host of new players who have come in, but um, some of them, they have been on the K-League radar a little bit in the past. So are there any names that really stick out that have come in that can perhaps turn things around? Um, for me, I wasn't going to go for one of the K-League players. I was going to point out Kim Do-yun. Um, because he played really well at K3 level last season. And um, I'm quite excited to see him. I think that's the best place to pick up players for teams like Ansan, um, to get players from the K3. Because I don't think there's that big a difference in level between the bottom of K2 and K3. Um, Kim Do-yoon played for Paju last season. Paju came within a point of winning the K3. He scored nine goals in, what, 30 games across the league? 27 games, I think it was. Um, so one and three, I mean, that's a pretty good strike rate. If you can get anywhere close to that for Ansan, be pretty impressive. And the main reason I picked him out is I've actually seen him score a hat-trick. So um, I saw him uh, play in the cup in the first round and he scored a hat-trick against Jungup, uh, a K5 team. So he knows where the back of the net is. And I think he's probably the player coming in and I'm most excited about. I know there's bigger names coming in from the K-League. But he's the one I'm most excited about seeing. You could say for years, all of Ansan's goalkeepers have known where the back of the net is as well. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, yeah, no, that's again, um, you have to remember Ansan, probably the, the spine of that team that be, actually started in 2017 and actually progressed up to 2019. The spine of that team was a K3 team, being mm. the old Dolphins from Ulsan. And as that team broken broken up or moved on or even perhaps retired, the team Ansan have actually begun to struggle. So, um, yeah, I think that's a fair point. And Something I highlighted a lot. No, Con's already mentioned Daegyeong, um, who he has made a a, plen- a half, a, quite a few uh, appearances in the K1 itself. Um, and then Bomsu, who was that, or Kim Bomsu, who's at uh, Jeju. Um, he seems like one of those players who might have something to prove, actually. Um, we did well with Lee Sang Min, who couldn't break through into Suwon Blue Wings, right? And when he came down to Ansan, he Play like a player who wouldn't certainly wouldn't look at a place in back in the K1. I thought he's obviously moved on again, and um, he's moved on from from us since then. Um, but anyone else who's sticking out, standing out? Um, for me, I the most the thing that stood out the most was. Um, they're bringing in a lot of people who are kind of untested at this level of play. So hopefully the fresh blood brings exuberance. Um, I mentioned Min or Lee Sung Min, 26, um, Kim Dae Kyung, 31, maybe not quite as young, but coming transferring from another division tier two team would be the other one I'd be looking at. I, mean, I think there's an argument. Im, Im Jong-hyun is another in a long line of Ansan managers over the past few years since we came to be keep shifting them mid-season. Um, but perhaps this kind of, as I've written, this bonfire of our team, at least it's his team now. There's no excuse this time. There's no hanging hangovers or anything from any of us of his squads really. So even our even um, some of the players who are really kicking on or or young players who were breakthroughs last season like Kimbo Sop, they've been moved on as well. So at least it's going to be his side, and I said that new that that new blood might actually kick things on. I think one sad thing for Ansan though is. Last season, they played five international players at the same time on the pitch, which was quite impressive. Um, we say impressive; they put they just put them on the pitch, I suppose. But at least that's that, that was an unusual quirk. And with, of, of course, the attention of Asnawi, and of course having uh, Kang Soo Il, um, I've written about as being basically one of the only multi-ethnic athlete representatives at any decent level in Korea. Um, he was born and raised here, at least. Anyway, he's um, all of the, they've all gone, and now we've we've basically now got two interna- two players from our international slots at the moment, unless that's going to change um, prior to the season starting. And that's quite a that's quite a big change, and I'm worried that Ansan are going to lose that little bit of you know we might we might not be very good, but we, at least we have this international edge or we do something a little bit different the inclusivity of the of the club is perhaps gonna has, has been lost in this off season so what do you think about Ansan's actual supporter base obviously we've had all that attention as now we base but it seems like there are other 
other people being interested in the club across Twitter and that because of, you know, um, because of our signings and who we had. But is that going to, you think those supports just going to move on now? I think probably yes, unless um, we can bring in somebody from Indonesia again. I know that people on Twitter have been recommending players and Instagram in particular, recommending players that they think they would could make the move up from Indonesian league into K2. So I don't know if it's too late. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how the transfer window works um, in Korea, but I mean, perhaps can maybe pick up somebody, um, do the same thing again. But yeah, no, I would expect a lot of the people who were following Ansan um, to move on to Chonam. That would that would not surprise me. Yeah, there may be a few holdovers who, because of Asnawi, found out that Ansan actually had a football club, and because of the international um, flavor of the city of Ansan having such a large manufacturing district and so many um, other Asian ethnicities represented in the city, they might stay to watch some football after, even after Asnawi goes. It's sad, like you said, to see so many, to see our diver the diversity of the club shrink because other than the days that the middle schoolers get free tickets for cleaning up the stadium afterwards, um, the the international representatives that come out seem to be a significant portion of the uh, stadium, especially when laid upon the backdrop of how small they are actually represented in the population of Korea as a whole. You know, uh, foreigners are a very small part of the population here making up less than 2% or even 1%. Whereas at the Ansan football stadium, you can see five, 10, sometimes even 15% of the supporters are uh, not Korean. So that is a bit sad. Right, because with, especially with um, like Seoul Elan, they're playing up the Vietnamese signing, aren't they? Um, in terms of garnering support. Ansan really should get you know, it seems cliche just just bringing someone who the supporters can can connect to, but at this level, it's not a lot more. It it makes a big difference, and it made a big difference last season. Um, especially again, the Indonesian connection, it would make a lot of sense to to look into that market, and it could probably help actually because if it keeps people coming to the WA Stadium and Indonesian TV and that is looking at John Nam to move up with Asnawi, it's a nice piggyback for Ansan to continue that. Uh, momentum certainly yeah I think so I'd like to see it um, it's nice once a team can make a connection with a community and building links with another country and providing a pathway for um, a Southeast, Southeast Asians to come and play in Korea and hopefully from there you know um, build a career so we'll see it's certainly a, a... Well, establishing themselves as a a working feeder club is a niche that certainly would, would benefit Ansan, wouldn't it? So, yeah. Um, and of course, the final game of the season last season was around four thousand attendees. Um, it obviously devastated the ticket box, and 
the queue, you know, people were still lining up for tickets 30 minutes after kickoff. So that was actually unexpected. Um, I'm not sure what factors led to that around the city because nothing seemed particularly remarkable in marketing or anything for that game. But even if they can even establish 70% of that in the start for the first half of the season, I think that might make a huge difference as well. Because obviously at the K2 level, like it or not, support is far weaker than at least the the bigger teams in the K1. So any any thoughts on, we do have two international signings as well, uh, Gabriel and everyone said a Brazilian called Andrew, who is in fact called Wandrew. Um, so again, I'm a bit, we've plucked players from out of nowhere before from Brazil, because um, I know we've had successes in the likes of Masatoshi, but he actually was, um, had some background in, in, in Japan and stuff like that. So we knew he, he, he could play, he should have played sooner in that season, to be honest. Um, but Vintachenko was kind of a big hit. Um, we had... Uh, Raul Tarragona was it was a very good signing as well, um, but then we've also had a few other um, players like we had uh, Felipe a few seasons ago, and then Thiago Henrique who scored that fantastic free kick and was responsible for the scenes in the in that glorious comeback yeah. in Buchan barn burner barn burner Buchan. Yeah. Um, but other than that, didn't make the same impact. Anything we can expect from these, well, basically bringing in two new Brazilians? What can we expect? Who knows? Who knows? Um, a lot of the time it depends, not just on the quality of the player, but how they settle in Korea, how they find um, living. Because I think both of them are coming straight from Brazil, aren't they? They're, they've not yeah. played abroad before. So, um, yeah. Uh, hopefully and i think sometimes as well if one settles then the other settles so we'll we'll see but uh yeah i think there's a lot of a lot of luck involved yeah so either antenna win the league or there'll be no impact is what you're saying <laughs> more likely either they'll do really well and be off to another club in the summer or they'll be back to brazil in the summer <laughs> um <laughs> so okay well Let's move on to obviously the conclusion of the off season is, you know, if if we'd kept the span of the team, we could have been looking at how you know tactically how the team's going to kick on, etc. But frankly speaking, um, we've tossed everything out. Um, now we've got a, a new mixing pot. I'm going to see what kind of a canvas they can paint when we pour that out. Um, and obviously, it's a great opportunity for the manager. This it's. Because if it doesn't work out, the club is, is it, the club can blame him, I guess. Because it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but where do we see Ansan then in this new expanded K League Two? Same as same as every season, I think, over the last few years. Um, they had a really if they have a really great season, then could be challenging up for one of the the playoff places, especially going down to fifth. A decent season, we'd be finishing, you know, maybe ninth or tenth, I think, for Ansan. Yeah, it's hard to be too excited, but there are some signs of positivity. Uh, the Gold Zone tickets have now sold out for season tickets for Ansan supporters. 
So if you are looking to get some season tickets, there are only four Wolf Zone and 24 Green Zone passes left. The Wolf Zone will run you in at um, Ship Iman, 120,000, and the Green Zone at 100,000, Ship Iman. Right. And actually, the green zone being the side that is the east kind of, end, the east really, end where it's kind of the walk in end. Everybody walks in on the east end. Right. And the wolf zone being on the west end, the the other side, the more established uh, highbrow side with the fancy tables at your seats. Right. Well, the green zone is obviously where you get the sun in your face as well for most of the game. But um Bring a baseball cap to answer. It's a shame they don't sell them in a club shop. Big market lost there, actually. Um, right. So I'll probably say similar things, actually. Um, don't have a lot of hope for the season. Just more of an opportunity to enjoy the fact that we can travel to some new places in Chongju and Chonan, etc. And actually, some of the away fixtures, like the distant ones, the likes of Busan, etc., are on Saturdays this season rather than Sunday night at like 8 p.m. or Monday at some or other other unseemly time. Last season was quite quite awful for fixture for fixtures. And I do wonder to this if it was deliberate to reduce the fans in the stadiums because certainly families could not go to so many of those games at the odd times that they were playing them. Um so it's a lot better for that this season. So uh, that's one thing to look forward to. And also this is a good chance, a good season for Ansan to try and see if they can establish a core that they can keep because we do, of course, have uh, Kim Chon Sangmu. So the K2 is already decided this season as they're the champions. Um, so there's not a lot of point in competing, <laughs> if you like. But um, yeah, so I'll probably say as long as. It's, it's pretty open. It's pretty open. But you're right. Gimchon are massive favourites. But I think beyond that, it is pretty open. There's not too much between the teams. So, you know, who knows? Who knows well, how it all shake out? The Anyang didn't have. There was a big, a lot about the team breakup, but uh, still, they're not quite as disrupted as. So I was hoping to predict that we can aim to finish above them for the first time, but maybe not. Um, yeah, but we kick off our first fixture, Songnam away next Wednesday on Wednesday. Any thoughts about are Songnam going to collapse like a John Nam or Busan into this league? Or obviously, there's a lot written about. We know a lot about how what happened to them last season. In fact, can you, if you like to summarize, <laughs> um, yeah, they certainly struggled um, financially. It's more off the field than on the field. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the city not wanting to support a K2 team, about why they're spending money on that. Um, I, I'm only going off um, Wikipedia, but I see they've only got one foreign player. Um, so it looks like they're very much uh, based around, similar to Ansan, um, sort of younger Korean players. So they're certainly not the, the name they were in the past when they were winning the K-League title and bringing in big name foreigners there um it's a very different team um and yeah i think it's a good opening fixture uh, opening fixture i think it's the kind of game that because it was a big name in the past but definitely a team that ansan can get something from it's a good way to start yeah and it's a decent um 
stadium to travel to being just just uh, not too far from Ansan, able to take the 15 to the 100 to get up there right quickly. I see that they're, one of their newest transfers uh, on in February is a Patrick Floatman from Australia. So another English speaker in the K2 League that you might be able to get on the podcast, Mike. <laughs> well, we'll see if he listens first. We'll 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 have to hang a web link in the stands, um, right? And then of course we um, then we've got our first home fixture the following the following week. So it will be exciting. I think Song yeah Song I'm away. It's a new never Ansan have never played them before in greener's form. In fact, in any form have they? They've never been down to this level before. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, should be a lovely, sunny, polluted day down at the Tanchong complex. So, but you know, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new career, unmasked. Yeah, that'll be quite nice as well. It'll be nice to to get out, as you say. It's always always does seem to be polluted down in Songnam. I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, be nice to get out there. Nice to nice to start the season. Right, so. Well, coming from Ansan, we can't give Songnam too much uh, grief about pollution. Nobody quite does a factory like Ansan. <laughs> Maybe Chonan. Right. Well, we'll leave it there, as of course, as Korea unmasks, so too the K-League season is about to unmask itself as well. So good luck for Ansan and have a good one, guys. And you have a great day. Take it easy.